Okay. So, if you look at the Seattle Times story, um, I think it's their first story on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle... Fierce Seattle Warehouse Fire on Ship Canal engulfs Lumberyard Buildings. If you look at the picture there, you'll notice something in the foreground. Uh, those are masts. Yeah. The tallest one there, that's my boat, also my house. <laughs> oh, no. Um, in between that mm-hmm. boat and the fire is my car. Which uh, is ruined. Oh no! <laughs> Amazingly, uh, the the boat seems unscathed. I mean, it honestly, when when it got to its like peak, when mm. it's still going. By the way, like this was Saturday night. It's now Monday at like nine o'clock. It's been forty eight hours. Good lord! I think I think actually they were. Yeah, no, they finally took the hoses off. The main big Gascoigne lumber mm-hmm. building, but there was still smoke coming from the building where it started. I th- where I think it's I've heard it started. I don't know behind, um, a, behind the alley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, massive. Uh, when I, you know, my, I get this slap on my hull, and my neighbor is like, "Hey, Greg, the neighborhood's on fire. You might want to move your car." And then as I'm like running out, he's going like. At like seconds after he says it, he's like, "Ah, you know, it might be too late." <laughs> and then we get out there, and the building right across the uh-huh. street yeah. from the marina, yeah, yeah. across Ewing, yeah. is this was this massive, literally ninety nine year old wooden warehouse full of less old lumber. I parked in front of it last time I came over. Yeah, here. Um, and uh, it was like you could see between the the siding and in the windows and coming from the roof it was just you could tell the entire interior was in utterly engulfed this massive building and then at that point it started to get real hot and what we had to back up from beyond my boat Mm -hmm. like because it was like hot i mean you could still you could be there but you didn't want to you didn't want to be and uh at that and then it collapsed you know by this time the fire department was getting in position they were starting to soak sort of on the edges mm-hmm. um, and sort of mostly they were really just spraying all the buildings around it basically um, <laughs> like the, yeah. the the office building in my sure. marina which got singed like there's char on it it's across the street yeah. um, to the Seattle, a Seattle police boat and a fire department boat pulled into the marina to use their hoses from there there were like literally like four or five huge like giant ladder trucks with big hoses on them just wetting it down like and i swear to you, it was still burning like it's still see still active flame uh-huh. this morning yeah and smoke coming still later in the day i think they finally got it down to just the back building where because it was just a rubble they'd just been out there now there's all the cleanup crews and everything for the life of me i still can't no one is no one's uh handing out no insurance company is handing out fucking cards like hey um yeah. we're the dicks you file a claim with like <laughs> there's no one around so i still have no idea like no one knows yeah. it's like i don't know we haven't heard either you know um do, do they have any idea how it started not yet they're not saying yet you know i mean these were like industrial but like old yeah yeah 
rickety industrial buildings. Like, could have been anything. That's wild, though. Yeah, it was nuts to watch. So then it just collapsed, you know, after it got hot for, like, Uh ten minutes, like, really burning. Then it all just, like, fell in on itself. And then they just were... It was just... It was an incredible... I mean... Photos, some of the photos do it justice, others, but you can't really, like, it was literally, like, there were f- flames, like, 20, 30 feet in the air, <laughs> like, just over this massive pile of, yeah. I swear, it was still shooting flames after they'd soaked it all, all today, like, uh-huh. there was still, like, shooting flames, like, wow. in, you could see, in buried, you know, but they were, like, hot, like, flames going, they were just, had a hose on for, di- for over a day, you <laughs> yeah. know? yeah. It was nuts. Anyway. That is totally nuts. Yeah. Uh, somehow, Sunday, I actually took the boat out sailing. Because um, <laughs> I'd planned to with uh-huh. my buddy Ben. Yeah. And we just did anyway. He, I, he showed up like, what the fuck happened here? You know, but <laughs> Yeah, this looks very different. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's go. So, yeah. Jesus. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I hope that uh, you can find some kind of recourse for that. I'm glad you're safe. That yeah, seems thank like you. Yeah, everyone's. It doesn't look like anyone got hurt. But that uh, is that's very fortunate. The other ca- cars parked along there fared worse. Um, oh. They're like look like melty husks. Um, the trooper did okay, but it's still it's yeah. still gonna be, have to be totaled because right. it's like you'll never fucking track down all the little melted shit in there and just other shit that you doesn't that looks fine but you don't know. What isn't? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my fire story. Uh, I was there. I was standing, you know, fifty feet from that. Wow. Just watching. I watched the whole thing. You know. Well, great. Sat there with a beer like on the dock for like two hours and just watched the firemen like uh, do their do thing. Do their thing. That sounds surreal. It was um, deeply surreal. But I'm wondering now, since we have this show, I mean, you didn't, you didn't start this fire, did you? <laughs> <laughs> what would give you that idea? Uh, well, you know, we just can always use things to talk about. So. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to describe some sort of radical political motive. Oh, welcome to Seattle Sucks, everybody. Yeah. The podcast that uh, we don't really have a motto. Um, yeah, we do. It's very we're very negative. I think. Um, oh, wait. The podcast about hating the city we love. I, I'll never get that right. Okay. All right. That's what it is. So, uh, that is true. That is um, what this podcast is about. It's once again, a sincere apologies. Um, it's just me and Colin going through the motions because yeah, great, life is hard. I was out for a month out of town. Uh, Alex has, you know, like I, he must be doing well at work, so they work him harder because that's the American fires. dream, right? He's like yeah. he's coming up in the world, so now he doesn't have a life. Except he also got an upgrade in life too recently, I think. True. So oh, yeah, he has, yeah, <laughs> new house. Uh, well, yeah, he moved. Developments on the personal relationship fronts. Yeah, he might even have new friends. We have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For all we know, yeah. Months. For all we so, know, so uh, yeah, good a for whole him. new life. Is what we're good. Saying. Well, now he's abandoned his any leftist leanings. 
Oh he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that he's coming up, mm-hmm. I mean, we know who he's working for. So <laughs> yeah. uh, he's uh, uh, yeah, big, big capitalist, Alex. Exactly. Um, so anyway, these you know, let's face it, it's just, just you and me. The these shows aren't as good. Well, we need more yeah. than two people for this. We're going to work on it. We need to start bringing some more people into the fold, I think. Yeah, that, um, I think we've talked about that the last two episodes, but we really mean it. So. Yeah, I really mean it when I apologize for how bad this podcast is. <laughs> but also, um, it can tend to devolve into just maniacal ranting by yours truly. Um, when happens. there's it not happens. enough other people to... Like, to shoot me like <laughs> looks or eye rolls or yeah, literally just swap me down i'm not i'm not a good cop you're not right, a rep yeah right con's that. not like a referee type no, really no i'll just let you go <laughs> um but anyway well we're yeah here. consider that a warning so if you don't like either one of us you can tune out now yeah seriously um well con what what's new what's new with you Honestly, nothing is is new. Oh, that sounds nice. New with me at all? I, I you voted, know. right? I did vote. Yeah, I did vote. Any votes you're particularly excited about? On a, well, I it felt good to vote for uh, Darren Morris, even though as we talked about on our show and as we knew, it meant nothing. Yeah, presumably. Yeah. Um, I also cast a vote for Darren Morris, confirming as I looked at my ballot that that was still a possibility. Yes, which it was really makes it baffling that the yeah. stranger endorsed his opponent yeah. um yeah uh yeah you told me that um also you maybe maybe had a little surprise vote for uh 36th district position two, friend, of the show, friend of the show with 25 percent of the vote I including so, yeah. one troll vote for me <laughs> that's a thing everybody you can vote as a troll <laughs> You just no, you I know, didn't know that. That's it, interesting. You fulfill the the only requirement is that you cast a vote you don't believe in at all because you think it's funny, <laughs> and then tell someone about it. Um, uh, the the angrier yeah. it'll make them, the better. Uh, in this case, no one would carry it away. Yeah. I voted for our friend Matt Dubin uh, because it just felt right him. in the moment. Well, and you like him, believe there is no them. I yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, yeah, so the election happened, and uh, we're all still here, and the world sucks, and uh, Trump w- wouldn't go to some World War One memorial because it was r- raining or something, so... Uh, that Yeah, I'm, that I'm, was I'm still glad, the news story today. Yeah, I'm glad Not, that uh, everything changed overnight. Yeah. And, uh, well, 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 Colin, we got to wait till the whatever hundred whatever congress is sworn in that's true no if i'm yeah i should be fair um because then trump will resign just in embarrassment yeah well he'll have no other choice yeah that sounds great um the the very common sense um no taxes on groceries uh ban passed it did pass um pretty pretty easily despite um hand wavy liberals uh objections to it mm-hmm. um and the fact that it's backed by big business for the sole motivation of their own profit um but it it was actually yeah it's i mean those laws are stupid the soda tax is dumb yeah um 
and we we already talked. We don't need to go into the strangers like what they wrote oh, about it. Oh, like man. made just still just it, it, it occurs oil. to me occurred to me over the last like yeah. week and a half, and I would just like like clench my jaw and just. Yeah. Oh God! I it, just want to guzzle a Dr Pepper in protest. <laughs> um, it's like it was ripped from uh, "Listen, Liberal." That, yeah. that quote. Yeah, it, the whole thing. I mean, the idea of something originated, uh, like a, a political policy idea, originated by Michael Bloomberg, could become <laughs> like a, a major like policy that spread across the country um yeah and was campaigned on and like that's not a solution like ugh, i mean michael bloomberg there are well, democrats who think gonna, he's, he's cool run right of course he's this is speculation anyway he'll run yeah. i mean keep it if for no reason other reason than to just keep himself relevant who knows i mean yeah i don't know i don't know uh he's he's or he'll at least like stoke the um, the suggestion that he'll run so that he can speak at a convention again. But which one? Okay. Anyway, so the point is, um, Seattle still sucks, as does the nation and the world. Yeah. Well, you, um, if you really thought we were going to get out of it that easily, then you have not been paying attention. Well, what's funny is like the line from the center mm-hmm. was, "When this big waves wave happens." Uh-huh. That it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And that wasn't... Even if that had happened, nothing would have changed. So. Yeah. But and now it, that even didn't. It didn't so. like we said it wouldn't. And we already have Pelosi coming out calling for calming, finding common ground. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Uh, which like, I think we also called... Yeah, uh, that's so exactly what I, we said. They they are incapable of learning any lesson or developing. Well, any they have. This is what their politics are. They it's don't. The third way, yeah, centrist. All they shit. care about is it to them, like their politics, their ideology is compromise. Yeah. So yeah, you're right about that. It's it's smart people coming together to find real technical solutions. So like that's it. That's all they have, and the alternative would be to actually fight for something that they'd have to deliver on or that would <laughs> go against the interests of their corporate the, their donors, donors or like yeah. so this this is a good you know you got to find something good to say compromise to some yeah. people sounds yeah good whatever anyway yes we called all that uh, as as did a plenty of people, people. i yeah. mean it's like it was very clear that was what was going to happen yeah. when nancy pelosi her way of bragging is like extending an olive branch yeah. to the scum of the earth, the literal yeah. like demon people, like actually evil, yeah, scumbags, yeah, called Republicans, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so anyway, that uh, let's not waste any more time on. Yeah, that. it's over. It's done. Whatever. It happened. But wait, let's not actually move over this quite yet because Colin, you wanted to. Uh, congratulate someone, I think. I did. Um, I mean, maybe a republic and the world at large lost in large part uh, last Tuesday, but there was one big posthumous winner, and that was Paul Allen, whose donations to 1639 uh, helped propel it across the finish line. That was the big gun initiative. His last act. His as far as we know, his last political act. So congrats, congrats, Paul. 
Paul Allen still dead in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> he's up there with Jimmy right now. <laughs> They're, They're back to back. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, doubling up parts. Oh man. Good yeah. Fun. Um. Wow. Uh. Yeah, and that's isn't that what that's what Day wrote about? That is what Day. Um, yeah, he talks about that thing, and yeah, it worked. So you know, this initiative. Go. We have some some measure of gun control. Yeah. Now, but it came because money of just someone one of the <laughs> gazillionaires yeah. happened to be not like a huge asshole <laughs> and have a little bit of uh-huh. a civic conscience for yeah. what it was worth. Right. And it wasn't worthless. It was something, no. but no. like but the, we had to we got we just got lucky, you know? And you don't often. No. Uh, you might have noticed. No. That's I mean that's what makes Paul mm-hmm. Allen that is, I mean, he is being fondly remembered in this town for all we shit on him, and, and I don't take any of it back. Yeah. Um, but because of the contrast, right? Like, the truth is, in even if our culture doesn't want, a lot of our culture doesn't want to admit it, like, deep down everybody knows rich people are scum, that they would sell you to... You know, in an instant, if they could, they'd buy you as slaves if they could. <laughs> well, they're like, working towards that goal. Yes, absolutely. But you know, so like Paul Allen, a guy whose like political convictions like weren't totally like demonic. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't appear uh, to anyone to be a massive racist. He, right. Um, he was for you know he was a he was a liberal. He was a free yeah. trading. He was mm-hmm. a classic. He's a free yes. trading liberal. Yes. Okay, like that's what a liberal is. Yeah. He's for he had progressive social values and whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, is I, that explains in part maybe um, why he why he's so fondly remembered? Oh, but sure. I think, but that's like that's a problem in America. Is like we want we look at like the best that can happen. It's like. No, almost none of you will find success in this economy. But because it is not illegal for you to find success, and is therefore theoretically possible that you can achieve the American dream, Mm -hmm. we're good, man. (laughs) And then the the corollary to that is, yes, most people who become billionaires will be massive pieces of shit. (laughs) will become isolated and disconnected uh-huh. from yeah. human reality yeah. and seek to uh, grow their wealth in by whatever means necessary, interfere in whatever they can, laughably passes for a democracy yeah. uh, using that money. And so, but, but, because, you know, you could get lucky. You could get the philosopher king or, what right. you know, yeah, um, instead of the tyrant. Yeah. We're good, man. That's it's perfect. So look, no, but look, Paul Allen. Well, he was a small thinking, tasteless <laughs> goon, like a, just an utter dork. But um, and yeah. you know, yeah. but still, they'll point to him, and they do love him in this town. I mean, we're still talking. So far, all we've talked about is stuff we've talked about like the last two episodes. But like, that's true. Paul Allen, they lit up the town for him. It was adorable. It was adorable. Even the balls. Bezos. Bezos, big blue balls. <laughs> Bezos felt a little uneasy, some queasy pain in his stomach. 
all for all for Paul. Uh, nice passing. Yeah, yeah. So if you miss this, um, you probably saw it with your own eyes. But a lot yeah. of the buildings in town, and I guess you were saying on the east side too. I, that's what I thought. It looked were like lit up in blue for yeah. Paul, and including the balls, mm-hmm. big Jeff's blue balls. <laughs> Um, what does he? What does he have blue balls for? Is it for HQ two? Is he like? Is he just just dying to bust on <laughs> on DC in New York? Yeah, that must be it. I that has been a long a long time coming. I mean, they've been hedging <laughs> for months. So. Oh man, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> when that when that dam breaks, it's gonna really break. Yeah. And he's just gonna nut uh, <laughs> like a big arc shot from across uh-huh, that's from coast to coast, drizzle come. down over the flyovers. <laughs> <laughs> just la- just a, a random splash in someone's yard. Yeah, it's know. gonna be like what the uh, fuck was that? The Challenger? All those yeah. parts that fell on Palestine, yeah. Texas, or whatever. Well, that's fitting. They'll come out. Yeah, right. With blue. Maybe. Origin. Oh, he'll go full on ballistic. He'll sh- shoot that into space, <laughs> low orbit. Low orbit. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. More yeah. like white origin. Well, we've joked about that too. That's his goal, right? He he really just wants to get his seed out there in some kind of. He wants to Ex- fuck an alien. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, body. He's like, yeah, I have human kids, but <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. he wants he wants an extraterrestrial children to pass his like they will be the inheritors in his will if he can pull this off. Yeah. Or no, if he if he freezes his cum and shoots it into space, uh-huh. there'll be a stipulation in the will that says in perpetuity <laughs> if any alien descendants of Jeff Bezos show up, they can claim whatever uh, from any of the inheritors or whoever, like, it reverts to them. I like that. Well, you know what I'm imagining now is that this happens. He somehow propels his seed into space. And uh, let's just say somehow it gets its own orbit and it's like Jeffrey's Comet. Every, <laughs> every couple of years... It comes around, and we all look up in the sky, and, uh, yeah, we remember him. That's capitalism, folks. <laughs> That's how it works. That, Shoot yeah. nut into space. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have enough money, that's the uh, what occurs to you to do. God damn it. Fuck, man. Uh, wait, you told me something that I... fucking blew my mind the other day about this it was after we had recorded yeah, that show I, I wish that i had noticed this before because it must have been up but uh as i've talked about on the show if you're a long-time listener i'm a resident of the hell zone of magnolia <laughs> uh, where we are recording presently um, don't tell the neighbors <laughs> yeah no do not tell the neighbors or we will we will die we'll there will be extraordinary rendition into somebody's panic room and you'll never see us again. But uh, if you've been on Magnolia, the s- pretty much the southeast part of the um, of the island, I guess, or of the neighborhood now, is kind of on this big cliff and there are these giant homes that must be honestly multi-millions of dollars and some of them are garish and disgusting and whatever, but... If you drive, if you're driving towards the bridge, you pass all these, and you get a nice view of the sound. And someone has a giant flagpole, 
And they had been flying a pretty big American flag. How big? Wait, how big is their standard, their day to day American flag? It's, it's like a big, big ridiculous it's one. It's pretty big. I mean, it's it's not in your like face. industrial size, but no, like big no, for a neighborhood flag. Yeah, and they have a full pole, not like something sticking is, off their house. It is a like a full pole, pole in the yard. Yeah. Does that, it also have like the Marine Corps flag? No, or like no, just a single flag. PWMIA or like. <laughs> no, I've only seen one flag, and I, I would say honestly, it's probably like. 15 to 20 feet above their house. What the so, fuck? Yeah, you see this thing, right? So I'm driving one day. I can't even remember where I'm going. And I see they're flying a 12th man flag. <laughs> and that fucking flag was at half mast. <laughs> it was at half mast. I am not kidding. I I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and it, it, it had to be for Paul. I mean, what well, else would course, it have been for? Of course, of course. That's so good. It was too, it was too uh, good. It really this was. This just... This... <laughs> this rich Trumpite hog, like, <laughs> yeah. in their yeah. giant McMansion, yeah. uh-huh. thinking like, man, yeah, a real American died today. Yeah, fuck. They probably I'm go gonna... out and salute it every day or something. Yeah, does it come up and down? Like, do they take it down at night? You know, I don't know. They probably, probably do. Right? If you've got a flag, the, the suburbanites like are lazy. They're not doing that shit. Well, they might have hired somebody. Yeah, to do well, it. yeah. The gardener has to do it in the morning and has yeah. to like, or you know, do a little it's, ceremony. It's probably some neighbor kid. Yeah, they're not, no neighbor, do neighbor kids still do jobs? I think no. Like childhood jobs have been for been forced out of the economy by. Like <laughs> poor adults and and elderly people, like that's who are right. at McDonald's now. Is I all know. I, yeah, I, I it's know. all like geriatrics. There's yeah. no no kids have any kind of a job, even yeah. like a mowing the lawn job, because that's all yeah, like immigrants. They just can't compete. Yeah, yeah. Because um, why would you hire why would you hire an idiot kid for less than minimum wage when you could hire an adult who does that thing <laughs> for a living? Yeah, like for, yeah, yeah, needs that to survive. Uh-huh. Yeah, awesome. Well, I think that's that's a lesson for kids. If you're a kid and you're listening to this show, drop out of school, get hungry, and then maybe you can find some clients, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't have, like, shit like school interfering it, with, yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. You gotta be... A, if you want, like, a paper route... You gotta be available. You need to be available to do, like, all the paper routes. <laughs> like... yeah. You need to be one person paid to do... You know, it's about efficiency in this economy. Yeah, absolutely. You need to have a paper route every morning, but also, like, the the late edition. Mm. Like, the whole the whole thing. All mm-hmm. papers. Yeah. I guess papers are only come around. That's why maybe kids always did it. But now, even that, that's like a classic one, actually. That was like, ten, you know, ten years ago, people were talking yeah. about. Is there now? It was like adults going around in minivans, hooking those things. That's all, yeah, because adults will take those jobs. Well, yeah, and... That bullshit about it, people not taking the jobs that are available because they don't yeah. want to do them, it's horseshit. They're literally taking shit that used to be reserved for children. <laughs> yeah. Right, because that's the only job they can get, or they're that desperate that that is one of N number of jobs that they have to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Uh, all I know is it ruled to see that flag. Oh, that is the fucking funniest thing. It really was. Like, it was so surreal and disconnected from reality. Like, I mean, really, truly. take the time to yeah. think that up. <laughs> think that was 
like be excited about doing that yeah. and not think like that that was really fucking tasteless mm-hmm. and just bizarre also completely bizarre just that is some that is Warped. suburban mindset that's where you're headed i mean it starts <laughs> with the lawn mowing and watering uh-huh okay mm-hmm. you're gonna have a flagpole before you know it they're, know. they're gonna like pod people you and I, the, I haven't seen Get Out, but that seems to be the reference for that kind of thing. I right feel now. like I'm in the sunken place when I'm in Magnolia, I, I gotta say. I, I really, honestly hate this neighborhood. The only thing that's good about it is that it's it's the perfect place for children, and it's beautiful up here. <laughs> Everything else about it is awful. Truly yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, God. All right, there's, you had, okay. Yeah. You had one more thing about Paul Allen before we, I mean, this is what you want, right? Is to be remembered. Paul, you got your <laughs> wish. We're still talking about you. Yeah, that, you're still on our lips anyway. So, yeah, after we did the show, um, a listener sent us this hilarious message on Twitter. Uh, basically, this listener had a friend who knew Paul and had a business opportunity with him related to writing. And, um, basically Paul wanted to write this book and it would be called big problems and each chapter would address some kind of systemic issue that we face as, as, uh, as human beings and sort of his, his recipes or thoughts on it. And so (laughs) the listener pointed out that, well, he really truly was a, uh, a small thinker because he would pitch chapters like climate change. It's serious, guys. <laughs> and animal extinction. It's bad. And that was uh, that was pretty much it. That was all he could come up with. Which... Yeah, so it's like we said. He's just a liberal, boring dullard. That's... Com- yeah, completely. And maybe he had his... Uh, his heart in the right place on a few issues, like you said, but he clearly didn't have a very nuanced take beyond no. that. And that the heart in the right place doesn't doesn't, doesn't mean count this. Yeah, no. As we can no. see, I mean, no. like, yeah, whatever. Um, that's really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been. A, I mean, but th- that's the kind of puff book uh-huh. those guys have ghost written all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. Howard Schultz are another uh, homegrown. Can you imagine having to write for that guy? I I bet he's the most annoying fucking dude. Oh yeah. Dude. Well, his books are the same kind of boring shit, but about business. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. Which like is like boring and squared. <laughs> like yeah. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. But, like real. Just full, that's all. Just like this was all. His sounds like like liberal hand waving. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. Look, I care about this stuff too. Howard Schultz yeah. is just like management speak. It's like right. an like a, a an MBA seminar. Yeah, how to succeed at business. Um, yeah, uh, that's really funny. Um, so let that be the final epitaph. Uh, yeah. For uh, on the show, Paul Allen, he was a liberal dullard. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um. Well, the other big billionaire news <clears throat> is Jeffrey, right? Little, yeah. Little Jeffrey's been a busy boy. Or... Right. He's getting ready to nut, or he's already nutted. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm confused on the whole thing. 
Well, so, so it's still so, a rumor. Like, as far as I know, it, it's a rumor, but I think because they haven't done like a big like he hasn't like stood on a rocket uh-huh. and like yeah. actually yeah. like. Been like, can you dig it? (laughs) 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 To all the competing Uh gangs that were competing to have um, (laughs) HQ2 in their little corner of New York City um, that they would defend with uh, bats and sticks and shit. (laughs) New Yorkers, come out and play. Yay! Um, That's that's delightful. yeah, well, he said um, earlier before this broke, he said he was going to choose ultimately where HQ2 was using his heart. Well, that's a real fuck you to <laughs> all of the cities who offered up basically their, their very, like, you know, billions yeah. uh, in their in the wealth of their citizenry and their soul and their dignity and you yeah. know, let the list goes on. Um, well, it's too- and their very prosperity at that, and yeah. and yeah, it's to the point you made earlier. Though we're all just trying to sell ourselves off. Yeah, that room. You know, so I was raised in a cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my probably my favorite story from the Old Testament, which. Uh, I won't digress, except to say that it's a, it's a really awful, awful book full of mostly murder. Um, that is uh, all the uh, good books are. In, but bad. that it, it's a it's a it's a long, like hard brag about murder, like a defense of and brag about. Like it's like we're putting this down so that people yeah. can read it for thousands of years about all the people we murdered. Um, that's what the new test, the old Testament is. But my favorite story is, um, the story of the cat Joseph from the, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, <laughs> Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the, he gets, he, he, the dream coat doesn't matter. He gets like left in a hole by his brothers who don't like him. Cause he's like Ooh. the goody good. Uh huh. And that's why he has the Technicolor dream coat. Okay. Um, But he ends up, like, having this weird life where he's, like, a slave in Egypt. And then he, like, mouths off in some weird, like, story, some, this weird rape story that, like, you know, like, probably, like, he's accused of a rape he didn't commit. Or, like, he's propositioned by the master's wife. Oh. Turns her down. Uh She accuses him of a rape he didn't commit. And then if you think back on the fact that he basically wrote this story, like, he probably (laughs) actually did just rape that lady because he's a huge asshole. Um, I thought he he, was so good. No, no, he becomes, becomes like, the viceroy of Egypt, like a major, like, advisor Mm -hmm. because he interprets some dreams when he's in prison for that (laughs) non-rape. This is going on a long time. The point is... (laughs) He advises the. Um, he predicts that there will be seven years of feast. Oh right. And yeah. seven years of famine. Uh-huh. That's the dreams he interprets to the okay. pharaoh. He turns out the right. There's great harvests, like boom times for like seven years. Mm-hmm. And what he advises the pharaoh is, well, it's good like this. Stockpile a reserve, a strategic reserve of grain, etc. Just all that surplus when the it's yeah. cheap because yeah. there's a glut in the market. Buy it all up. 
That's from around the, the as far as your traders can go. Buy it all up, store it. Mm-hmm. And then the famine hits, sure enough, seven years later. And for seven years, there is famine. But Pharaoh is sitting on all this grain because his like little golden boy told him like he was his, his good business advisor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then famine hits the whole, you know, air, area of, right. you know, whatever, um, North Africa and the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And they're stockpiling all this grain. And do they, like, like, normal rich people would would do they're just like hey guys it's cool we got this taken care of i'm the pharaoh everybody eats on me <laughs> no, 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 no no maybe if paul was pharaoh okay uh no what they say what they do is they they gouge they sell it at very high prices and people come from all around mm-hmm. and what it's including his family the, his father and brothers and his brothers who left him in a hole. Uh-huh. And you see, these are, according to the Bible, mm-hmm. him and his brothers are the fathers of the 12 tribes of ah, Israel. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you remember later, they have to escape from Egypt. Right. This is a story of how they got there. <laughs> Again, according to the Bible. Uh-huh. Uh, there's... It says... This is the phrase I'll never forget. The passage I'll never forget. It's like... So, them... Along with the, so the whole world's coming, including them, and his family shows up, and he says, "Get in line like everybody else." And what everybody does, it says, they were starving, so they gave their gold for the for grain. Mm-hmm. When they were still starving, this family went on for seven years. They gave up their livestock for grain. So now Pharaoh has just. You know, in that first year or two, he's yeah. collected all the cash. Now, out of cash, they gave up their livestock for grain. When they were still starving, the book says, mm-hmm. they traded their land for grain. All So Pharaoh owns all the land. Mm-hmm. And then it says, when they were still starving, <laughs> oh, yikes. they traded themselves for grain. Well... And that's uh, that's the story of of how, uh, again, according to the Bible, the uh, Israelites uh, ended up in as slaves in Egypt um, because one of their own uh, had a great idea. He just loved market forces so much, more than family. uh, And that's what rich people are doing to us to this day. They're trying. Forcing us to sell ourselves in order not to starve. What the fuck were we talking about? Uh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Yeah, this makes sense now. Now, bringing it back to the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that is... uh, I mean, he wants us to, like, be slaves in space. Yeah. So we were saying he was going to use his heart and intuition to pick, ultimately, to pick HQ2 location. Um, But then in the Washington Post, I think it was, Uh his own little inside job there... uh, they, they leaked a story that said it would be just outside of New York, I think Long Island City, New Jersey maybe. That's where they already have offices, They already have right? some offices. Yeah. And then also in um, near Alexandria, Virginia, I think. Where they already have offices. Where they right? have office, uh, offices, yeah. Now, maybe, it, maybe he did plant that story. Maybe he, this was an engineered leak because he's like... Maybe he just couldn't, you know, it's like when he had basically had to break up with 
all the other cities in the country. Somehow, yeah. And it's like maybe he just couldn't. Maybe he had to ask a friend, like you know, like, yeah. Uh, will you break up with these uh, fifty-seven <laughs> girls for me? Uh, because uh, I just, ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Can you slip him this note, please, during <laughs> gym class. Yeah. Yeah, that that could definitely be. Well, this is. So okay, it's not official. But sounds like it's probably right it's not, on. Yeah. Um, well, it it just makes sense. We yeah. talked about months ago. He he currently owns the largest house in Washington D.C. Yeah, yeah. We did call that along with a lot of other people months ago. Yeah, um, I'm, it's not a, yeah about credit. It's just that he did that. Yeah. Um. It's so when this unfolds, this is the end end of a really like sad, embarrassing spectacle of horror absolutely yeah where cities sold their dignity to amazon yeah uh and tried to sell themselves you know in order not Mm -hmm. to starve in this economy where it's a race to the bottom where every worker is and municipality is threatened with the prospect of an efficient move um, across a border, whether that's a state yeah. or whatever. Um, and this was just the most brazen, most sort of just craven and like uh, certainly the most theatrical Definitely. Um, yeah. example of like a phenomenon that's been happening for a very long time. Yeah, and this, this is what all t- companies do. It seems, I mean, it really is a joke. It seems like they were always just going to do this, just expand the operation, their East Coast operations that they already had. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally. Uh, that this was just, but they were already there in D.C. and New York, so they couldn't say, hey, to D.C. and New York, look, we're going, I mean, if you work this backwards, you yeah. go, they're like, oh, we want to really expand those places, but... Oh, it'd be good if we could get a bunch of subsidies for no reason. <laughs> yeah. that just we could, uh-huh. yeah. and that's how capitalism works. Right. Um, and and delete our our tax liability. So they said, "Well, how do you ask them for something that you know we've already given? We've already like blown our wad by, and they probably already had. We're taking advantage of generic subsidies, right? Probably." Um, so they're already in those places. So how could they go to those towns and go, well, hey, um, if uh, we'll we'll expand these operations we've already heavily invested in mm-hmm. that you know we've already heavily invested in, we want to expand those. Oh, but and that you know by saying we want to do that, you know, you take away your power. They they wouldn't have the hope. I mean, they probably would have gotten something honestly out of those cities but maybe not as much right um and what they did was execute this absurd spectacle that just inflated the ultimate value of that choice and so they were able to couch what was just an expansion of what they were already doing that they'd already invested (laughs) in that they were committed Uh, to into this bullshit choice that they made people can compete for right um it's obscene yeah yeah, you're absolutely right, and it certainly feel it feels like it's setting a bad precedent for sure. That it's opened a lot of doors for other companies that may not follow in the footsteps of Amazon, where, like you're saying, Amazon pr- 
probably was just trying to leverage existing cities and locations to yeah. get further subsidies, but to really, really move. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's so there's that. And then, to me, one of the most disgusting things about this is the whole marketing around the search for an HQ2 location was complete garbage. It was about, essentially, how can Amazon find a place that they can turn into another city in their own image, if that makes sense. Yeah. And with this leak, with the speculation that it's going to be New York and D.C., that they won't really have that power. I mean, they, they will change the landscape a bit, but it's not like... It's Especially if, be, these are, if these are more outer, like, ed, edge of suburbs places, yeah. like, there's probably still some room for gentrification right. in those neighborhoods. Yeah, they, they will change. I'm not saying they won't change, but I don't think it's going to be Amazonia like Seattle has become. Yeah. It's not going to be that sort of carte blanche. Right, if they picked, like, somewhere, some, like, dying town in the Midwest yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... There's another component here which is about, and this maybe is cynical, but it's about talent to some extent, uh, to some extent, in quotes, scare quotes, talent. I, I, I think you're going to have a hard time convincing people to move to some of those cities, and I'm sure that that was part of the calculation. Yeah. Well, that's, <clears throat> yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it really is, you have to work it backwards from, okay, we're going to expand these operations. We know that. Now let's construct an elaborate fiction, a giant national yeah, global yeah, con, yeah. just to eke out like several billion uh-huh. in subsidies yeah. um, annually. Uh-huh. And it's like, well, I mean, hey, that's good work if you can get it. I yeah. mean, right? Yeah. Like, what did they put into it? Um, a team of fucking executives and marketing people, a few press conferences. Some paperwork, some form, some forms yeah. to fill out. Yeah, um, they had to pay someone to read all those things. Maybe, True. yeah, yeah. So they probably did. They probably had to send back like something. Actually, I think I don't know. Anyway, well, so what? They spend yeah. a couple of million bucks um, doing this, and they get back um, several billion annually or something. Yeah, yeah. That they would have otherwise had in like tax liabilities mm-hmm. or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know that's capitalism. If you have money, it's really easy to make money. More money, yeah. For the amount of work they put into that, I mean, you and I can't get that return on no. our labor. No. Not in a long shot. No. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> well, that, like, that yeah. reminds me. Did you see that? There's a Bloomberg tweet going around today that was like, capitalism is broken and it showed it showed the rate of return basically to the capitalist class the investors relative the the gain of workers and that disparity growing over time it's like uh yeah that that's what capitalism is capitalism is that is like this is literally the news or michael bloomberg it was bloomberg news yeah yeah, yeah. um but they posed it as this big realization basically like whoa, they cracked whoa, whoa. the code or something it's like well like actually, what people have been saying for decades yeah, um, it's working the 70s, as design like, out. like um yeah 
I mean, it's it, it is. I mean, there's something encouraging about people actually coming in, like Bloomberg News actually saying out loud that this oh, is sure. real, this disparity yeah. is real, and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Occupy protests. I mean, I've shot on the Occupy protests a lot in the past, but I mean, I think the proof is in. You know, you can. That's a whole. There's a whole. There's a real criticism. I think there's a smart criticism um, there of that stuff. But man, going now, looking on ten years or uh, eight years yeah. on, that entered the consciousness. This idea of like in a in the most fucking the least class conscious uh it's class conscious not in the marxist sense but like class i mean that too but class awareness least class aware society in the history of the fucking planet Mm -hmm. they something in that moment obviously because of the context like it was the right moment absolutely but and people were feeling it but Mm -hmm. like that stuck um, the ni- the idea of the ninety nine percent lodged in the concert and other people have been able to build on that and like people are aware and now it's even permeated the elite media culture to where they're willing to talk about it. Um, yeah, this idea that there is this enormous, like profound, disgusting wealth disparity that is growing at an incredible pace and that it is bad. Now, then the next sentence from there is going to be like, well, what can how, be done yeah, to save capitalism? Right? And yeah. that, right, it, they dodged the the truth that that yeah. is the nature, that is the point of capitalism. Right. That's, I mean, you know, to be literal and pedantic, call it, capitalism is a, the word is a, is a critique. Like, <laughs> use it unironically yeah. or uncritically now because of, like, the Cold War, but, like, a system under which the priorities of capital are the priorities of the society. Like, yeah. that's... Well, that's this is what you get. So, I mean... Yeah, look, they're talking about that. Thomas Piketty's book, obviously, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, a one-two... I don't know, I'm looking back, I'm like, wow. It's amazing that that shit stuck. Part yeah. of it, I mean, it is the reality... Maybe without those things, people come to the realization. But I mean, I think those. I think the Occupy movement had an effect. Just their slogan alone, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, that that permeates all uh, kinds of conversations today. Yeah, and then the the like t- number the two punch of Thomas Piketty's a- book, like yeah. giving just this wealth of academic research to just go. You can't. It's undeniable. This is the situation. You know. Yeah. Um, which weird, it's just weird. Everything else in our site is so shitty. It's weird to think that broke through that the, these ideas of class yeah. have actually been breaking through yeah. in the tiniest way yeah. in the last uh, 10 years, which I guess that's something to be encouraged about. I mean, that's the first step. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I, even if is that, pro- it is certainly progress. Even before a like Marxist class consciousness of the working class or whatever, Class awareness that there are rich people and you should hate them um, <laughs> is that's a step forward. Man. Definitely, that's basically definitely. Uh, yeah, that's a step forward. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly a fight against the the status quo, though. Still, that, that we've talked about that on this show. The the way that Jeff has been lionized in this city, even um, 
we still look up to these people and there still are a lot of folks yeah. that don't understand that they're the enemy. Yeah, and it's not like the disparity is the conversation. Yeah. But it is a piece that's happening out there. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like this is Bloomberg's, like, focus is yeah. highlighting this isn't what they're harboring. Yeah. And it's just like, well, and, you know, what I think we were going to bring up is this Atlantic piece. Mm-hmm. You know, the Atlantic, like Bloomberg, mostly sucks, but they have a wide enough sort of breadth of stuff they're bringing in that yeah. they're occasionally, they occasionally publish something good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, what, um, maybe we can put the link to this in the description. What's it called? And what's, who's the guy's name? Yeah, so it's called, well, the headline's a little long, but it's Amazon's HQ2 Spectacle isn't just shameful it should be illegal and this is Derek Thompson who's a staff writer at the Atlantic yeah and this I mean we're not going to read it but um it's a pretty good breakdown of this phenomenon of you know through the lens of the HQ2 saga as he calls it um the the story of that and then more largely the phenomenon of industry pitting American communities American states and communities against each other for Mm -hmm a relief of their tax burden, basically, and other types of subsidies. And it really, it's a good, if you want to just, like, get the basic gist of all that and how it works, it's a good one to check out. Because it is, like, this absurd, we're just fighting against ourselves. All you do is you're driving it down. It's like an auction in reverse, you know? Yeah. It's... It's a race to the bottom. The lowest bidder. That's basically it. I mean, god damn, in my business, several states offer... Um, subsidies for mm-hmm. film production. Mm-hmm. Some are better than others. That has taken basically no film, no movies really, a ton of TV, but mm-hmm. no studio films really are principally shot in LA anymore mm-hmm. because they're all, they've moved out yeah. to other places Louisiana, North Carolina, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Um, uh, New Mexico. Uh, Michigan, yeah. a little bit in Oregon, a tiny, tiny bit here. Yeah, tiny, 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 tiny. Um, and it's like that's why because just like they do for so many industries, um, those states like pass incentives where it's like if you do a production here, yeah, meet certain requirements, we'll literally give you a thirty percent rebate back on your local expenditure. So all the Money you spend locally on staff, crew, mm-hmm. other resources, you know, they literally just get you file that paperwork, they give you 30% of it back. So yeah. they pay for 30% of the local production. Well, you can't pass that up as a production. Yeah. But what that's done is so in LA, like, they don't make movies there anymore, basically. Yeah. They'll they'll clean up like the the um, of the studio films. They'll clean up the uh, the few last pickups or something. Do a month or something in L.A. on on stages or something. But there's mm-hmm. sound stages in these other places now yeah. that have been built up because of investment. Like um, what that means is you've got this. All that's done is to weaken labor in Los Angeles because these unions are actually still very strong, right? Um, in the industry, yeah. Um, and that works now precarious. It's caused a bunch of people to just uproot their lives and just move to these other states. So it's like a huge number of people yeah. in L.A. Um, at, who were at the sort of a point in their career where it was like, well, you know, just yeah. moved to those other states. So what is that? So and, like, okay, now they're employed there. And then so the state's getting, yeah, a f- those dollars, What you know, 
they're spent on whatever f- locally, but like you just caused a bunch of people to uproot themselves. Right. Well, you, you didn't cr- create a real job for a citizen in your state if well, somebody moved. They did. I mean, but not not completely. Yeah, let not in the move, way but that they then imagined. people also right, people also Yeah, no, because you can't couldn't do that from scratch. Now, yeah. that shit's been going on in these places yeah. for over 10 years, so now there are people who've come up there who are trained. Sure. Who have those skills who yeah. are based out of there. Yeah. But it's like, but they don't have the same labor power. Mm-hmm. It has weakened the union's power. Um, yeah. It's putting it in a bad position. And you're just competing with people now because now there are just, there are more opportunities to get into this like blue collar film work mm-hmm. in more places. So you're just. Like there aren't that many movies, like yeah, and TV shows. Yeah, now there there are a ton of people who just in LA and these other places. Also, you get into the into the industry in these other places, and you can get lucky and just get on a thing. But it's precarious work, right? It's like gig work. So yeah. you might be employed on a TV show for seven months, but mm-hmm. then you're laid off, or you might be just have a month or a week yeah. of work, yeah, three days of work on a commercial. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, people here. There's a there's always been like a small independent film scene here that for a long time was the beneficiary of the very meager film incentive Washington State has. And it went they it got it sunsetted at one point. They let it sunset and like everyone, you know, the film community came out and like went to Olympia. They go to Olympia now every year to lobby for this to make sure mm-hmm. it stays cuz they got it back and it's like it's still meager even now. They got it back, and Sci-Fi Channel takes the whole meager incentive every year for the last five years for their crappy show uh, Z Nation, which is shot out in Spokane. Oh, right. Some it's yeah. it's a low rent Sci-Fi uh-huh. Channel. Um, yeah. I say low rent. I mean it's probably not a terrible show as like campy zombie mm. shit goes, um, but I mean it's the Sci-Fi Channel, so I just have a yeah. prejudice because usually uh-huh. what they make is garbage. That makes um, sense. So that can exist. <laughs> so people a few people in Spokane yeah. can like get trained up and have that job and then it that show is cancelled maybe another one will come back to Spokane but what if it doesn't right. it's just one it's totally precarious those yeah. people who are in Spokane yeah. who like trained up for the last five years they're gonna be like oh shit do I move to Seattle and have a very precarious life working a commercial once in a while do I try to go to Portland where it's a little better because they have like two maybe three tv shows uh-huh. going on there yeah and i can maybe get into that do i just have to move to la or better yet probably georgia Whoa. and then yeah. half the people who work on z nation live in seattle so <laughs> that show that was uh-huh. people like spending five months of the year away from their home <laughs> presumably family right. to work on this show because that's their profession and they live here mm-hmm. and it was just about the only good union work you can get here now sure um, because most of the commercials are not union now yeah so they could get their health insurance by going out there for five months to work on the fucking farm like yeah uh seasonally and then get laid off and it's like what and yeah. then all you, so all this is just but they can do that right and then for that for that privilege they're taking 30 percent the state's paying for 30% of it. Yeah. And it's like, you've just weakened labor, causing people to just move around at the whims of these 
these states and these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a a personal example of the sort of stupidity of this. Like, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's it's just disheartening to hear that because it feels like it's echoing the the phenomenon of globalization that kind of really felt like it broke through in our lifetime, probably yeah. starting in the nineties with neolibs like Bill Clinton, but that's all it is, is it's outsourcing. Yeah. It, it's just, when we think of outsourcing, we think of India or we think of Southeast Asia or something. Yeah. But how but, much easier to just pit, um, Americans against each and other. And that's what we're that's what we're doing and that's that's what Boeing did too. They picked yeah. those plants in what was it, South Carolina because yeah. like you said, there are no union people there. They could pay those people so much less and uh, they're needier communities, so people in some to some extent will take those jobs and it just it did weaken those workers too. And that's happening across the board. That's happening for tech companies too. And And they're getting subsidies. And they're getting subsidies, right. Yeah, so they're they're kind of like double, triple dipping. The company does. Because we've all bought into this lie, the illusion that having this business will create jobs. The job creators. We want to be in the proximity of job creators. Yeah, and in this piece, uh, the the Atlantic piece, um, he he cites a study that says basically they're... There is no impact uh, in job creation, so it's it's a wash. Yeah, and I, I know that's one study. I'm sure we could find one that found the opposite, but it's almost like CEO pay. All the yeah. studies about CEO pay is like uh, it turns out CEOs don't actually really matter that much. Yeah, and um, it's just kind of the whims of the market to some extent. Well, it's like the rest yeah. of the our whole economy and our politics. Yeah. It's a big con that is uh, yeah. about robbing the bank. Like, it's about... <laughs> yeah, like yeah sure. It's, it's a grift. Yeah. It's a big... Yeah. But it's a very... This is how class works, okay? A class is like a group of people who can behave as if a, they are a conspiracy without needing to really conspire, okay? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a whole, this, like, business-friendly sort of ethos is has a whole, like, intellectual tradition, has mm-hmm. white papers backing up, has yeah. media yeah. presence, has yeah. books written about it, has political law, has then lobbying at the end of it. And, and then, so, that's all they have to do is just tap into that. Like, oh, this is an, a way people scam money out of communities <laughs> is... Talk, you know, yeah. say we're going to bring jobs to your community, good jobs to your community, and it, so what if you're just taking them from somewhere else? We're all just losing in the end, right? Yeah, which we know and we've seen and continues to play out across. It sounds like every industry imaginable. Yeah, yeah, very disheartening. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, and fuck Amazon and totally. the horse they rode to every town in America on. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I, I've said it before, but I'm actually, frankly, pretty happy that the mainstream media has seemed to really start to pay attention to Amazon and cast them in a more negative light. It's, well, that is kind of amazing that this was so brazen and mm-hmm. so deceptive and just yeah. 
creepy and so yeah that that like people aren't letting them totally skate on no. it but ultimately they're gonna get their money yeah and I I shit like this happens all the time though like the first like someone steps over a line mm-hmm it just moves the line but, further. And people will call him out on it, but the next time the story is, well, this company's now doing what Amazon did. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Amazon did it before? Well, I guess the line is here now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So short of, um, you know, replacing every, uh, you know, government in America <laughs> with uh, some left-minded radicals, yeah. bomb throwers, yeah. I don't see how you slow down this process you know no i I think you're i think you're ultimately right and the only thing i will say that's slightly less cynical is that i think this is akin to what you were saying with the occupy rhetoric and language is that if people if people in the atlantic are saying amazon has fucked up that feels kind of monumental even if we can't stop it soon it hopefully will open people's eyes to the possibility of stopping it at some point in the future. Because, I, I, I mean, I think ultimately we really, most of us are living in a delusion and we kind of forget that things don't have to operate the way they're operating and that this fucked up world that we live in and this fucked up system that we have is not the only system that can exist. And calling into question moves like this that really ultimately call into question the system seem positive to me even like you're saying if they won't yield immediate results yeah yeah man i i'm just so skeptical no i i get it because i'm skeptical too but i i didn't expect the atlantic to come out and say go fuck yourself they they publish so much stuff they have this wide breadth i mean that's well, that that's a good, that's a good point because this is the second most popular story, yeah. And the fifth most popular is, will the left go too far? <laughs> so yes, yeah, yes, we will. Yeah, I think uh, I think you win this round. I guess. Uh, yeah, I, well, I was gonna say saying. like, well, what do you th- do? You see Jeffrey Goldberg like poo pooing? Um, no. No. Atlantic, the Amazon thing. And then I'm like, well, wait, actually, I don't know. And that's what's weird is huh. like, what, maybe that's, what is it about the way Amazon did this? Maybe it's the, it's the Trump thing, actually, because if you look at the way, the first couple paragraphs that yeah. are about how essentially this was re- reality TV. Oh, fuck. That this essentially is so disgusting oh and base and violates all norms and civility. Uh, oh fuck! So ultimately, okay, it's so consistent. that's what it is. It yeah. is just a neoliberal like. Yeah. Oh fuck! So that so yeah so all it is is they were too brazen. It was <laughs> yeah, too out in the open. Yeah. They didn't go, go. You know the gentleman's agreement of like <laughs> you do this, you t- uh-huh. you follow these steps. They're like yeah. no day one mindset. We're gonna start from first <laughs> principles on this. Yeah. Go big or go home. Uh huh. Nut shot into space, <laughs> and everyone thinks it's gauche. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that is. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. I think and just, fuck this world. Yeah. Oh shit. wow. I didn't think we could go darker, but uh, wow, that's we just went through the. Didn't like <laughs> follow the capitalist handbook of like, you know, 
just follow the same play everyone mm-hmm. else does and skate yeah. on it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Hide it in some Byzantine language somewhere in some document that no one will ever read. Uh, yeah. Wow. Shit. Right, and it is so, it's so, it was like, it was such a, I mean, he came in just waving a big dick, like, come, yeah. crimp yourselves yeah. and and line up in a row, and I will pick the whore that I fucked tonight, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like from, yeah, it was like, like LBJ taking Jumbo out for a while. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. And, yeah, and maybe, you know, they've they've just had to deal mostly with the city of Seattle and they they got a little cocky. Oh, that's that's another good take, dude. Yeah. That's all they know. They've been working with small town players. Small town. Ta- uh, it's worse. It's not just that. It's big city neoliberal technocrats yeah, like yeah. like not democrats. Well, that want to be that well, aspire to be New York. City. Well, they're like well, all, but also they're the perfect See, that's that's their big fuck up here. Yeah. The perfect audience for this pageant was the city they already lived in. They were playing to the... They were preaching to the choir. They were, yeah. They, they were playing were. to the home audience. They were on tour, you know? <laughs> like, this shit. If yeah. Seattle... If Amazon was never here, but Seattle was otherwise had the same mindset and the, and the people who run the city, the techno-democrats, you know? Yeah. And this pageant had come up, they, Seattle would have just... The biggest issue all year we've been talking about. Is Seattle going to fuck this up? Are we going to lose out on Amazon? Because we're fucking getting this thing. This is now... This would be more important than getting a hockey team. Oh, definitely. And, you know, we have Bezos's balls, but I think the Space Needle would probably become Bezos's phallus. dick, yeah. yeah. As part of the deal. Cause I, we have a dick and a balls now. <laughs> yeah. I... I can't. Yeah, we can't be the first to to re- I, re- recognize that. But I haven't it seen is, it anywhere else. I don't know. It just is that. Me. So yeah, uh, that was our show. Hope you found it funny. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you're not already doing so, please follow us on Twitter at Seattle Sucks Pod. Reach out to us. Um, let us know you're listening. Ask us questions. Come on the show, as we've said. Uh, you can email us at seattlesuckspodcast at gmail.com, and we will respond and um, pretty quickly. Uh, you can find our show on Spotify as of today, as of tonight. Um, you can also find it in the normal places like iTunes and Google Play. And as we've said the last few times... We aspire to have our own seed in space, so we do have a Patreon if you would like to <laughs> contribute any you, you any amount, uh, any meager amount to um, nourish us so that we can replenish our stores. Bet you if we got like $10 a month, we might like get Alex to skip out on work to come and record this podcast. Well, let's do it then. You heard it here first. $10 a month is our goal. Uh, and he'll be like, well, "Fuck you! I gotta do a podcast." <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Uh, then he'll he'll get his leftist street cred back. But um, yeah, donate if you feel like it. We we would appreciate it a lot. And I think that that's yeah, that's everything. man. So yeah, it is kind of uh, litany now. But um, two, 
Too many revelations for one podcast. Yeah, we're on a roll I just here don't, at the end. I don't I, know. Like, we have had a moment of uh-huh. clarity. I, we um, did. We definitely did. Uh, we can, I can see clearly through to the brown muck yeah. of our world. Well, what I see is I see flesh melting off a of face and flames. Is yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> and screaming all yeah. around me. I don't know. I, if you I, want to imagine the future... Imagine the space needle with its pendulous uh, balls ramming a human ass forever. forever.